Good day and welcome back to Partake and to our series Easter Weekend 2010. This is the seventh podcast of the series and the final one, I promise you. Last time we looked at what it means to be a Christian disciple and what should be the goal of being a follower of Jesus Christ. Today we look at being empowered to be a committed disciple of Jesus Christ. The catalyst of this empowerment is the arrival of the Holy Spirit into the life of the new believer. Throughout his ministry, Jesus Christ had talked about how after he had departed, that the Holy Spirit would come. Jesus himself said that it would be better for him to go away and send the Holy Spirit to live within us. We know from the other writings in the New Testament who the Holy Spirit is and what his ministry is. The Holy Spirit's prime role is that he will glorify Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is to be praised and glorified. The Holy Spirit will testify and be a witness for Jesus Christ. And another part of his role is to be the paraclete or comforter. He is one who is called to stand alongside those who are followers of Jesus Christ. And it's Holy Spirit empowerment. The Holy Spirit ministers to the Christian disciple in the same way that Jesus would if he were here in person. The Holy Spirit interprets and illuminates God's word, the Bible. Moreover, he was sent to convict the world of sin, righteousness and judgment. And the Holy Spirit lives inside all those who call themselves a follower of Jesus Christ. And he is their seal of assurance that they are now God's possession. He enters the moment the person has been born again or becomes a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And all Christian disciples are commanded to be filled with the Spirit and to keep on being filled with the Spirit. And being filled with the Spirit in the biblical sense means allowing the Holy Spirit to have total control or domination of the life of the believer. The imperative here is that we are to be filled, Ephesians 5 verse 18, and to go on being filled. It is a continuous process. And the Holy Spirit gives power to enable Christian disciples to evangelize. It is he who is transforming the Christian disciple into the very likeness of Jesus Christ as the Christian disciple walks in, lives in, and is being led by the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who equips Christian disciples for service. God is working in you to will and to act according to his purpose and to be his witnesses. It is he, the Holy Spirit, who equips Christian disciples for service for the giving of spiritual gifts. Where people's lives become more holy and more like Jesus Christ, that is the greatest evidence of the Spirit's work. And the greatest evidence for the power of the Holy Spirit empowered within the believer, the Christian disciple, is not by way of signs and wonders and tongues, healings and other miracles. The greatest evidence that you have the Holy Spirit living inside you, controlling you, and of you being submitted to him, is by being continually transformed into the very image of Jesus Christ. Transformed by love, transformed by allowing yourself to be so intimate with Jesus Christ 
that people will notice you have changed and will ask you why and the reason for your hope. Being filled with the Spirit is allowing yourself to be continually controlled by Him and exercising His will, power and authority in your life. That is one of the reasons the early church grew phenomenally and why the church is still here 2,000 years later. Pharisees and the Sadducees, long gone. Roman Empire, collapsed into dust. But Jesus' church still stands, is still growing, and will one day be joined with Jesus in eternity to the praise, honour and glory of Him, Jesus Christ, who will return. So how are Christians empowered by the Holy Spirit? Paul writing in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1 and 4 to 7. Now about spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And when Jesus said to his apostles, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. John 14 verse 12 And it was through the promised Holy Spirit, John 14 verse 17, and the impartation of spiritual gifts that Jesus' words were fulfilled. Part of the empowerment in the life of a Christian disciple is to enable them to serve, to serve God and to serve others. It's one of the hallmarks, remember, of being a Christian disciple? And in order to be enabled to serve, the Holy Spirit gives to all those who are Christian disciples what we call spiritual gifts. The term spiritual gift derives from the Greek word charismata. They are also called grace gifts, which may refer to any gift that God gives out of the abundance of his grace, and they are given to all Christian disciples as God sees fit. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11 There are four main passages in the New Testament regarding spiritual gifts. Romans 12, verse 3 to 8, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 to 10, and 28 to 31, Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 12, and 1 Peter 4, verses 10 to 11. The lists of gifts given in the New Testament are only representative of spiritual gifts, and they are certainly not to be taken as a conclusive listing. The gifts quoted in various passages of the New Testament are administration, apostle, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, giving, faith, healing, helps, knowledge, leadership, mercy, miracles, pastor, prophecy, service, teaching, tongues, tongues interpretation and wisdom. And as Christian disciples, however, Paul commands that we try to excel in gifts that build up the church. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12. When the church is built up, unity will inevitably prevail. The diversity of spiritual gifts within each local church 
helps to build unity. And all Christian disciples are spiritual gifts. Did you know that? For in his grace God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Romans 12 verse 6 God the Holy Spirit through his infinite wisdom, mercy and grace bestows these gifts that belong to him upon his servants, Christian disciples and these gifts are to be used primarily to bring glory to Jesus Christ. They are opportunities for Christian disciples to serve other people. Some gifts like teaching, helping or leadership quite possibly are enhancements of natural abilities while others like faith, healing and miracles are from the, the Spirit's empowerment alone. And the reason that the Holy Spirit imparts spiritual gifts to Christian disciples is so that the entire body of Jesus Christ, the church, is built up. Ephesians 4 verse 12 For the common good of the church, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 and 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12 and 1 Peter 4 verse 12 so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. These three reasons signify that God wants Christian disciples to be active in service and not sitting still like stagnant water. That is why we have been given gifts. That's why we are empowered. If these gifts are not used for God's purposes and glory, then they are meaningless. So what is an appropriate response by Christian disciples in relation to these gifts? As the Bible is primary to spiritual growth, and understanding the Christian disciple needs to study God's word diligently, enhancing the relationship, building bonds, and allowing themselves to be empowered by the Spirit. Then the Christian disciple needs to pray and ask in deep prayer and cogitation. Thirdly, by asking the advice and wisdom of the leaders in the church we attend or from friends who know you well. And lastly, it's also uh, through asking questions of yourself. What do I enjoy? What am I good at? If God blesses what you are doing and it is fruitful, you may have discovered an area where your spiritual gifts are. And as Christian disciples, we are dependent upon each other, just as one part of the human body has dependence on another part. That is why we serve each other and use the gifts generously given by God. As all Christian disciples have spiritual gifts, we have a responsibility to discover and develop them. 1 Timothy 4 verse 14 God has called Christian disciples and equipped them with spiritual gifts and they are not to be neglected. The Christian life is a life of empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We are to discover, discern, develop, and put into effect our spiritual gifts so that God can be glorified and his church built up. As we are not to neglect our gifts or let other Christian disciples neglect theirs, we are to fan the gift into flame. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 Much like blowing on embers and stirring them up will restart the flames of a fire. To do this, Christian disciples are to employ the gift faithfully and by asking God the Holy Spirit 
to continue their development, strengthening and taking opportunities to use them. Seek gifts that build up others, commands Paul, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 to 12. Ask God faithfully for gifts that give you opportunity for service to God and to others. And lastly, here's a warning. The Holy Spirit can also be grieved or quenched. Mainly this is when the Holy Spirit is not allowed to do the work he wants to do within the life of a follower or disciple of Jesus Christ. But I'm also persuaded that it occurs a lot in churches today, where churches in a town seem to be almost in competition with each other, rather than working with each other. One church will say, we do this and that's the Holy Spirit's way, and your church can't possibly be a true church, because you aren't doing things the same way we do. As we have seen, all Christians have spiritual gifts, or charismata, so therefore all Christians and churches are charismatic. This makes a mockery of the labels we place on churches. For example, we are a charismatic church. Oh, how the Holy Spirit is limited in our generation, and he is put into boxes and labelled by those who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit works in quiet ways, as well as spectacular ways. And we only have to look at the variety of churches in the New Testament letters to see that. The Holy Spirit is working in every church in some capacity, because the Holy Spirit lives within each individual Christian disciple. So to say a particular church is a Holy Spirit church, and that others aren't, is surely grieving the Holy Spirit and limiting his work. The Holy Spirit works in different people and different churches as the requirements change. The Holy Spirit manifests himself in different ways and the way he is working in you may just be completely different to the way he is working in somebody else. The way the Holy Spirit is working in your church may well not be the way he is working in another church. Each person and each church has differing needs, outlooks, personality, temperament and desires. The Holy Spirit knows best how to operate within each one. So let us let him get on with the job. And let us get on with the job of showing we can work together as a united body of believers to a world that needs the influence of the Holy Spirit. So go be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Use your gifts. Be going for Jesus. Be telling others and showing others uh, of the incredible love Jesus Christ has for all people. Remember, Jesus already has all the supremacy and the authority. So let us, as his followers and his disciples, avail ourselves of the Holy Spirit. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit who lives inside you, changing your heart from a house to a home fit for a king. Thank you.